Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What's up, Mary Jane? Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Solidly okay, I would say today. How are you? Like a, like a bee? Like a bee. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. Explain that. Uh, like you know, like on a letter grade or like a scale from one to ten. Oh, I like thought... what is an what's okay? Both capital. <laughs> what did you think I meant? What What do you think I meant? I thought you meant like a honeybee. <laughs> Like bees are just generally always fine. <laughs> uh, that classic bee mentality. Yeah, like I'm cool. I'm okay. I'm yeah, solid, solidly okay. You know, I'm a bee. I'm, I'm, a solid bee. Mm-hmm. Minding my business. Yeah, that's pretty much how I am today. Yeah. A bee. Minding your business. Yep. Really. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like a like sex a, full of honey. And what? Sorry. Did you just say? Oh, sacks. Pollen. My pollen sacks yeah. are depleted, actually. Oh. I need to go out and buzz around some flowers and pick up some more fucking good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm out of pollen, but maybe when I get back to the hive, I will eat some royal jelly and I'll feel better. Is that what bees eat? Um, yeah. Well, that's what they make to feed the queen. They make what? Royal jelly. Like lube? It's this crazy, like, super high-protein fucking, or I don't know, high whatever, but it's, like, an incredibly rich substance that they yeah. manufacture to feed the queen, solely the queen. Oh, and my God. And that's how she gets so big and produces all the other little bees. And uh, there's a fucking amazing short story by, um, uh, oh, I'm having a total brain fart on the author, but uh, it might be Roald Dahl who, about a guy who's a beekeeper, and he decides to start feeding his baby um, royal jelly. To no make way. his baby big and strong. Yeah. It's a good story. Oh, that sounds really you good. You should read it. It's fucking creepy as shit. I had no idea that bees, or just one bee, the bee, ate royal jelly, and they all make it for her. That's so cool. Yeah, the queen bee. Huh. Yep. I I know, like, I think I would just be a worker bee. Like, I think I know my place in the hive pretty well. They're important. They are really important. Yeah. Like, I think I have a good eye for flowers, and I think I can, like, carry a lot of pollen. Yeah. You know, and I'll fight if yeah. I have to. To yeah. defend my friends, I'm loyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd be an R.I.B. I I think you'd be a great B. Thanks. I think the cool thing about B society and B colonies is that everyone plays a part and they're all like appreciated for the roles that they play. And I don't know, it just seems like a fairly equitable way to live. Yeah, I'm, it's like, all right. Pleasantly stoned, right? Kind of hungry. Yeah, but I only have loud food, so I'm scared to eat it because <laughs> I have current snacks uh, are popcorn, like white cheddar popcorn. Carrot, celery, and broccoli with um, blue cheese, and um, there's some salsa and chips. Yeah, and it's all loud. Yep. So sorry, I'm you know if you hear crunching. And I think we're what five minutes. The oven roasted nuts and bolts will be ready. <laughs> exactly. Great. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Right. It's yeah. okay. This is a week of like let's uh, you know let's do the dishes. Let's clean ourselves off with this one. Yeah. It's a fucking dumpster fire. Um, you know, and like bright spots still happen and wonderful things still happen. And, you know, I see good people out there doing good things, but man, it just feels, uh, oppressively terrible right now. It's very hard to be, um, positive about things like you know i so appreciated amy poehler's fucking amazing oh my uh, gosh yes you know yes interview was it with buzzfeed no or vulture 
Uh, or who's it for? I don't know, but yes, it doesn't matter. But if, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I don't know. Anyway. Her, her response is, it was like our first 40 ever like comedians, you know, legends or whoever, whatever it was. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everyone was asked the same five questions. Yeah, like what, you know, I don't even remember what they were, but they were all fairly innocuous. Like, Fucking what's your, fluff shit. You know, what's your favorite color or whatever? Yeah. And she was like, it doesn't matter. The world's on fire. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, what? Who are your biggest influences? Fucking 4,600 people died in Puerto Rico. Like, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was just so righteous and, and brilliant and funny because of how... Because of the context, but yeah, but not fucking funny. No, not at all. It's like another platform to be heard, taking it. Yep. And other people were like, "Oh my gosh, such a good question." Uh, Chaplin. Yeah. And it's like, what? What? Who cares? Yeah. She owned that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dang, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we're gonna just like this. This episode is, you know, (laughs) it's a sound bath. Yeah. Only we're being we're making the sounds. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's good. I'm I'm high on bliss. Shout out to Dose Pens, Dosist. Um, it'd be great if you sent us a bunch of free shit. Oh, come on, guys. We just need it. Mm-hmm. The world needs it. The world needs our dulcet tones soothed by your amazing vape. Absolutely. Uh, friend of the show, Sam Knuckles. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Chef de Cuisine at Tuamec, mm-hmm. part of the John and Vinny group. Uh, just opened the new Petit Trois. Yep. Came to Glazed. Yeah. Then hit us up and was like, I'm working so hard. Yeah. Uh, do you know, would CBD help me sleep? Yep. And you came through with a great CBD pen for him. Mm-hmm. And he texted right away and was like, thank you. I can like, I, I can get a good night's rest and then go work really hard to open a new restaurant tomorrow. So fucking great. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. It's so great. I'm so pleased. It's like, yeah. It is. I mean, CBD is like... Uh, what, what I'm trying to think of what it would be for modern medicine, like the Tylenol, like it's like safe Tylenol in a way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, I mean, aspirin is a, a natural remedy, you know, aspirin comes from a plant. Really? You know, yeah. Why does it burn when I snort it? Oh, well, no, I can't help you with that. Okay. You're, just, you're supposed to put it in your eye. Oh, tear yes, duct Yes, yes. <laughs> so you get the drip all the way down the back of the face. <laughs> or you just put it under your headband, you know, when you're like jamming on stage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, you're sweating just like a lot of white milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my that's my aspirin for my back pain. <laughs> yeah, CBD is. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's such a huge thing right now. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants to use it. Uh, everyone's emailing and texting me about where to get it and what mm-hmm. kind they should get. And um, I don't know. There there are so many good things out there. And get it. It's helping people. Yeah. You know, there's like I, I my favorite thing is um, CBD tincture. Really? Yeah. Oh, there are a couple of really good ones out there. Why? It's just, yeah, like 10 milligrams in a dropper and it just sort of like chills you out. Yeah. You know? I, I've got some in my kitchen right now from mm-hmm. uh, testing CBD and THC edibles yeah. for the cannabis cup. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to shout them out, but I had a favorite uh, and uh, I just wanted to sponsor us. But yeah, there's such great ones out there. Was it a tincture? Yep. They all are. They're all tinctures. Yeah. 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 Because the I tried the water, it was like CBD water, mm. but they used a bunch of like artificial sweetener Ew. and a bunch of fucked up shit in it to make it taste like strawberry, but all it tasted like was fake ass strawberry. And so I gave it zero scores and I said, we're beyond this and this is medicine. Why is there any kind of anything in here that's not water and CBD? Get out of my face. It's so funny to have watched the industry evolve so quickly away from, you know, it being like, it's really just moving towards it's like, this is all about like health and wellness and you know being you know part of like a great regimen where you're taking care of yourself as opposed to 
like even just I think like three or four years ago uh, I was working a cannabis cup and one of the entries was uh, lean like weed lean oh my god scissorp yeah and it was you know packaged to look like cough syrup in a bottle and it was purple and it was thick and viscous and it was a thousand milligrams for the bottle fucking deadly it fucking deadly and there were some very few people who were super excited about it because they wanted to like pound that bottle and just get wasted but But we we don't see that anymore. No, it's not happening so much anymore because there are like patients who actually really need high dose THC or CBD. You know, they need they need the weed. Yeah, but they don't want to take it in a form that's associated with like people getting so fucked up that they like are going into slipping into comas. Oh my and, like, god! You know. yeah. Would you trust me if I was a doctor? Let's say um, a really good friend who's a fake friend because I don't want to wish this on anyone uh, named uh, Brandon. Okay. Uh, you, do you have a friend named Brandon? Uh. No. Okay. I don't. I had one a long time ago, but we haven't talked in you know a long time, so okay. I feel comfortable with the name. Cool. So let's say like we were doctors and Brandon had cancer, and we walked in and it's like uh, we don't really want to give you prescription pills. We think there's something that's going to help you a little bit more. It's safer. It's cleaner, and it's this. And we just put something on his hospital bed that said lean, and it was purple, and it looked like Monster Energy with green lightning bolts coming out of it, and it was like so just pound this. Yeah. No. No. Get out of my face. Ain't no, ain't no doctors prescribing that stuff. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. I need a package that looks sealed, like a scientist, like yeah. put each one Child in there. Childproof. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I will be given my newborn, like, like I'm going to rub CBD on its gums when it's teething. Wow. When are you expecting? The baby? Yeah. Um, uh, my, 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 uh, wife is unboxing. <laughs> it's June. What's six months from June? Uh, December. All right. So three months from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Ooh. I think, I mean, my parents put whiskey on my gums when I was teething. Are you sure they did or did they just say that they did? I don't remember, but they do say that. Really? Yeah. I feel like that. Like people say that, like, yeah, you know, kids who were born in the 80s are like, yeah, my parents used to give me whiskey. And I'm like, really? No, they didn't. You don't think so? No. I I think they say that. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they did that. What a weird thing to show off and lie about. I know, but it's like Santa Claus and whiskey on your gums? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weird. My mom smoked. She did? Isn't that crazy? When you were born, like when she was pregnant with you. Um, I don't know if she smoked when she was pregnant with me, but she definitely smoked after I was born. Not very much. Like she was never a good smoker or a heavy smoker, but yeah. like, yeah, because that was wow. you know, the time. Of you, course. You smoked. Yeah. Everyone smoked. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember like, um, I bet like husbands blew cigar smoke on my mom's stomach when I was inside it just mm-hmm. at, for a laugh. Right? Really? Probably. Hilarious. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> Damn, I don't know. I, I I would put CBD on my baby's gums. I can't see the harm in it. For sure. Well, I mean, depending on where it's sourced from and what kind of, you know. The baby? It, the baby? Depending on where the baby has been sourced <laughs> from. Is it a local baby? <laughs> <laughs> if you picked, it, picked up the baby up at the farmer's market uh-huh. and it's organic. Uh-huh. And nose to tail, then, it's all there. Yeah, then it can probably tolerate CBD. <laughs> No, there is like a whole thing, uh, you know, when CBD really started becoming a, a big thing, hotly desired, uh, they were, some companies were sourcing it from uh, hemp that was being grown in China, and it turned out that the hemp was just like full of all sorts of crazy heavy metals, and oh, so no. the CBD then being distilled from that was just like toxic as fuck, so yeah. 
if you're taking CBD that's derived from hemp, just make sure that the hemp is organic and you know that you know your sources. Because I have a friend whose dad was taking uh, some CBD oil and he ended up having like a kind of psychotic episode because it was um, t- toxic. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. serious. It is serious. It's very serious. If you're trying to medicate yourself with CBD, just make sure you know where it's coming from and what's in it, just like you would with anything that you're putting into your body, hopefully. But I think with, you know, cannabis, it's been, you know, black market for so long that people are willing to just, you know, give it a pass and trust. And um, Totally. So with CBD, if it's cannabis derived, more likely than not, it's going to be coming from a state where you can get it like lab tested and or it will come lab tested. And if it's hemp derived, then just be careful because there's a lot of fucking shysters out there trying to make money off this hot new trend. Yep. Yeah, they're just like squeezing shit through a cheesecloth and calling it a day. Exactly. Mm. Don't trust them. Word. That's such good advice. Mm -hmm. If anyone wants to write in with any questions for Mary Jane, um, she has been writing, interviewing, talking, and uh, really, how long have you been a part of just all of this? Like writing about cannabis? Yeah. Yeah. I started out working as a proofreader and copy editor for High Times in 2007, and I've been doing it ever since. So, yeah, 11 years is a... 11 years and change. Working and reading, working in and or reading about cannabis for, yeah, a while. Yeah. Uh, If anyone wants to write in, uh, hit us up on at Weeder Grub on Twitter or Instagram, DM or as a comment. Yeah. You know? Anything. It was funny last when we were at Caitlin Gill's house and she pulled out her uh, plant, George, and was like, give me advice. And I was like, I don't know anything. I just know what I've read. And she was like, well, so then you know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was so true. Like, that's how knowledge works. Yeah. That's a, yeah so you read something and now it's in your brain. So you know that. And I was like, that's a really great point. I was really high. You were really high. I got so high. And then I was happy to be that high because i was with two people that i felt very comfortable with you guys were both awesome and i trusted you like not to make me feel weird but i definitely did feel weird afterwards when you showed me a picture of myself oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i deleted that picture thank you i looked crazy (laughs) i looked like that's the highest i've ever seen myself that's really fun i mean i've been higher but people don't generally take pictures of me when I'm you know. oh yeah nobody's like hey do you guys want to look in mirrors <laughs> like what don't do no that. no <laughs> absolutely not no yeah I've, I learned to avoid mirrors when I was high early on so it was pretty funny to absolutely see. yeah any drug yeah right I barely look at I there are days when I'm like oh I haven't looked in the mirror in a while I forgot like I need trim I need to get tied up you yeah know? for sure yeah yeah I'm I, not trying to do that no do you remember the first time did you so do you okay You've tripped, yeah, on psychedelics. Uh, yeah, shrooms and Molly and ecstasy. Uh, yes. So, did you learn that lesson about not looking in a mirror when you were on psychedelics? On mushrooms, yeah. I remember. I remember, um, looking in the mirror for what felt like too long, and I don't know how long it was. And I went through waves of emotions and like recognition and memories. You know, if the eyes are the window to the soul. That mirror bounced my soul back and forth between my eyes for a very long time. And mm-hmm. I saw like shades of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. It really was. You know, you just can't trust yourself. You can't. Well, it depends really on the mindset that you're in because I did recently have a really great time uh, when we went to Laguna Beach and ate mushrooms. And I uh, at some point like went 
like was looking in the mirror and I was feeling great and feeling very loving toward myself. Mm. And all I saw was like this face that I loved. And that was such a cool experience because when the fuck does that ever happen? I, that's so nice. That's To wonderful. like look at yourself with love in a mirror. Yeah. I don't remember the last time. Like I'll look at myself sometimes with like some level of approval where I'm like, oh, you know, you know, like my hair is nice today or, you know, I, I like the way I did my eye makeup or whatever. But right. to actually just look at the face behind all of those elements and, and love that face. Fucking that nice. Cool. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know. I wish everyone could have it every day. I wish yeah. we could have it every day, you and I. Totally. And all the people in the world. That's what good long walks are for. That's what exercise is for. That's what all the things to take care of yourself that you have to do every day are for. Yeah, but it's so hard to do them every day when it feels like an effort to just keep get through the things that you have to do in order to pay the bills like That's to actually up. then take care of yourself is like the fucking hardest thing and here we are in this mecca of you know i hate the fucking term self-care it makes me absolutely crazy but it does. we're in the mecca of self-care that's yeah. what everyone does here they're all about boundaries and self-care and health and regimen and da, da, da. and it's still hard harder for me right now than it has been maybe in my whole life because hmm. of know? being here because of because of how LA is just currently for me at this time in my life and just the world in general, yep. like you know Earth twenty eighteen, a fucked up place to be. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. Yep. So, mm, it, how do you do about how do you do with it? With what self care? Um, I just I just walk everywhere I can, and I make myself shower. On days, you know, I mean, like, it's easy. It's different than maybe the people listening to this who, like, have nine to fives or have, like, a schedule. But, like, for me, I I make my own schedule. And I, li- I have to live by my own discipline because nobody is expecting me unless they're expecting me. So <laughs> I really make a conscious effort to try and, like, wake up, pour coffee, chug that, fucking shower, open the windows, open the blinds put in my headphones and go buy stuff to cook for breakfast. You know, like I don't have much in my fridge because I heard like a lot of European places like you just shop for the day. And that really resonated with me since I live so close to Whole Foods. Shout out Whole Foods if you're listening. Uh, Why don't you come drop a gift certificate? Maybe 50 bucks. I'll start cooking meals. We'll tag you in them. Whole Foods, you really need us to survive. And so I just go and, you know, shop for the day. And that feels great. And that helps me with the self-care. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we say it three times fast, we'll both be better at it. Martha Stewart shows up. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's a quick recipe for your face. Hi, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tip about shopping for the day is a totally a European thing. And it's, uh, especially when you live alone, it's the most amazing, like, way to have, like, a social moment. You know, you go, like, for instance, I lived in Paris for a year. And um, for a little while, I lived with this little old lady. She lived in this, uh, was it, I think the 16th arrondissement. And she had this beautiful, huge apartment with a grand piano in the corner and like the huge high ceilings and, you know, the massive floor to ceiling windows and like Persian carpets. And um, I think she had been a woman of means, but, you know, her husband had died some time ago and she was living by herself, like on a pension. And she invited me to move in with her. And I thought that it would just be like a cool room to live in. But it turned out she was really looking for a companion. Mm. And so it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, because like I would come home, you know, after dinner, and she would be like upset that I hadn't eaten with her. And then, oh, and then she went through my stuff. 
Oh. And that's when I was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. What? Madame, whatever her name was. But uh, were, <laughs> I know it wasn't okay. All right. Um, yeah, she found out I was on birth control and she confronted me about it. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a little nuts. But the cool thing about it was that was how she lived. She like got up every morning and she went to the boulangerie and she got her bread for the day and then she would go to the market and she would buy whatever it was she was going to cook and then she would cook her meal and she would sit down and she would always eat it. And my dad did this as well and he grew up in the UK and Ireland. Um, always, always they would sit down with a set table and a glass of wine or, you know, not necessarily a drink in my dad's case. She always had a glass of wine. Um, but And they would sit at the table and eat the meal as though they were dining with company. Yeah. Uh, you know, not with a book, not with a TV going, not with a computer or any distraction. And my dad, I remember, always, like, really took the time to just eat his meal. And there was something about that that was an act of generosity towards yourself. You know, yep. like, it's a good habit to have. Because, you know, how many of us eat standing over the sink at 2 a.m.? Like, uh, most meals. I would say before 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I would say many times throughout the day. Right. Yeah. A scoop of hummus on my finger and then I'm out the door. Yeah. Totally. So, I don't know. For what that's worth, maybe maybe I'll start doing that. I, I was thinking today, I was trying to make resolutions that would help me. And I was like, I'm going to start posting one new artist every day on my Instagram story and then like exploring their body of work. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. I'm that's gonna, like, cool. You know? I was thinking about art today and how like it fucking important it is, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, maybe I'll start forcing myself to like sit down to the meals that I make. That's easier than going to yoga. It is. You know? Yeah. And less laundry. Yeah. I like cooking more than I like. I like cooking and eating more than I like bending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must bend. Have you been to the class with Alex where we bend? Well, bending also though, fuck, it feels so good when you I do know. it. Our friend Alexis is a yoga instructor. And she's very bendy. She's she's great at what she does. It makes She makes other people feel great through yoga and, yeah. you know, just like spirituality and meditation and all the things she knows about. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you know what she did? Um, she went on a retreat. I don't think she would mind me talking about it. Where you like literally unplug for weeks. No phone, no nothing, no talking. You're silent. Mm-hmm. You're just fucking silent for weeks. And I can only imagine like the emotional roller coaster of that, like almost like a detox of everything, you know, to be quiet for weeks with nothing to do except like no distractions walk from around yourself. Yeah. And then learning how to truly meditate. Yeah. I mean, and though the people who, managed to do that my friend claire also goes to an ashram and we'll sit in silence for two solid months and uh Talk. you know once you get to those ten thousand hours it changes your brain waves mm-hmm. you know you really do level up it changes how you operate on a daily basis i don't know i can barely sit still for five minutes yeah. i have a meditation pillow i sit on it when i can i'm good at 10 getting to 20 minutes is hard 10's great though yeah it's better than nothing it is yep. not as good as 11 <laughs> I'm gonna do 11 just to spite you. Um, Speaking of art, I went to the street art fest here, Beyond the Streets. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if what your thoughts are on street art, but it's my favorite so for so many reasons, and I think it's so fucking important. And the exhibits were. I spent three and a half hours in there. It's like a hundred artists, right? Yeah. And I saw. I went back and looked at certain things for a second and third time, and noticed new shit, and just. Oh man, I didn't want to leave. They kicked me out because they had like a uh, an AT and T thing that night, and they were like, "You gotta go." And I'm like, "Your loss." And they were like, "Why? What?" And I was like, 
uh-huh, and then <laughs> got out of there. And then you, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. flipped your hair. <laughs> Our loss, yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. And you have to look up, you know, because it is such a huge warehouse. Some people's exhibits are in the corner of the whole thing, and you have to look up, and you have to, like, zoom your phone in to see it. But from so far away, it's just, like, a striking mural. And then you get even closer, and you're like, wow, of course you put that up there. Like, ooh, that's even better. Yeah. Like, it says so much, you know? That's cool. Yeah. Did you do, uh, like, get high before you went in and then headphones wandering around? Or yep. did you, yep. Headphones, no, mu- uh, some music, mm-hmm. some silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, got high, walked in, put the headphones in right away. Uh, baby threw a piece of paper on the ground. I picked it up, handed it back to the baby. Baby threw it back on the ground. Me and the dad left, and then I was on my way. Wow. Sorry. I thought you were going to say. The father and I. I thought you were going to say, and then I punched that baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Called it ungrateful. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Yelled street art. <laughs> and, uh, we I'm both, a renegade. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I did go. There's a guy named Mr. Cartoon who did this whole, um, like, funeral display there. And there was a guest book. And I, I did grab a pen and sign it. Because I was like, that's what street art's about. That you don't can't... ask permission. You just, like, you tag your fucking name. Fuck Pepsi on that billboard. I'm as important as Pepsi. This is my name on here too. Any of that. So I signed his guest book because it felt like the right thing to do in that situation. Fuck yes. Yeah. One of the people that I interviewed uh, when I was living in New York that was like I was the most inspired by and the most nervous to interview was Claw Money. Do you know Claw Money? Mm-mm. Claudia Gold. She was. Uh, oh my gosh! I have a picture in my phone. I had not heard of her until. She's fucking huge. She was like one of the biggest um, graffiti artists yeah. coming up in, yeah, yeah. The, the claw. It looks the like claw. a pussycat claw. Fuck yeah. That's claw money. Wow. And um, she fucking puffs tough and is still like making crazy shit. But now she like, you know, she like has a kid and she like owns a boutique on the Lower East Side. But her Instagram story, you should follow her at claw money. At claw money. She's, her Instagram stories are fucking hilarious. And she, yeah, she came up in the 80s like making crazy shit and like tagging five points and stuff and I don't know just just awesome. th- like her, meeting her and talking to her about just how she feels about the world um those the street artists are the ones who have the most to say and the, the and the most to lose by saying it absolutely risking arrest and you know like get really almost always getting in trouble for whatever it is so yeah um, they're fucking important voices they are, I don't want to get my phone and start being on it right mm-hmm. now but I'll I will post on the Instagram like not only her picture but there's some old news articles of some of the first graffiti artists getting in trouble in New York mm-hmm. and like the insane pressure that the like the New York Police Department was putting on these kids through press to like come forward otherwise they would get in the worst trouble of their lives like the lying that was coming through there and then these kids being like I don't know what you're talking about fuck you like it's 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 a huge like anti-authoritarian I love it I love it so fucking much it's I'll, so fucking I'll, we'll post it all but yeah, 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 let's yeah, yeah post it all and also it was really exciting to see recently that so five points do you know about five points it was that a, a huge um building in Queens in New York that was covered in graffiti art and a developer bought it and was going to destroy it and the artists went to court to try and stop this developer from destroying you know it was like at that point like a legacy an artistic legacy of like all of these different huge graffiti artists and he painted the building white just painted over all of their shit overnight and then I think I can't remember if the building was torn down or not but anyway they sued and were successfully <gasps> awarded just recently, I think um, it was like $6 million, five or $6 million by a New York judge who said that the developer had 
vandalized and defaced their artwork. Fucking and that that art was part of the public domain and yeah. that it was valuable to New York and to New Yorkers. And that developer has to pay them millions of dollars now. That's fucking phenomenal. Isn't it fucking great? I mean, it was such a crazy end to the craziest, saddest story. I remember when that, when he, he just painted it white overnight. Right. And they were just, it was horrifying for so many artists who just lost their work. But it was a great ending. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and a judge that kind of yeah, came through Yeah, and the judge was way? like, this, like no. this, this work is important. And these artists are, you know. It is important. It's the most important to yeah. me. Yeah. It's oh. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, I don't even know. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Street art. Street art. Street art. Well, I just picked up a piece of popcorn and was thinking about eating it while talking, and I couldn't figure out which to do, mm-hmm. so I didn't either. <laughs> now I'm eating the popcorn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kind of a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> You're a very winning co-host tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else is happening in your life? Um, I cooked expired chicken. <laughs> And I made myself sick. Uh, Not it... only did I make myself sick, I made my dog sick. Why? Why? Because I fed us both expired chicken. It was gross. Did you, like, <laughs> did, oh, what? It was so disgusting. But honestly, I was tr- just trying to do the right thing because I ended up signing up for some, like, home delivery kit. You know? Oh, like Fresh Choice or whatever. And not necessarily that one because we're not no. talking about them particular serving you bad chicken. I couldn't even remember which one it was. When I went to cancel it, I couldn't find it in my email. So I had to go through my bank statement to find mm. out who was billing me because I forgot to cancel it for like three weeks. Yeah. I signed up for... On oh, a- it wasn't it um, Expired Fest? Yeah. Where they just send you old fish <laughs> <laughs> and say, deal with this? Brought to you from the producers of Firefest. <laughs> yeah, it's just they a box of expired food. We still have all this bread no one ate because it was a nightmare. We got we got to do something with it. Here's some shut. Here's some shut up cheese. <laughs> oh my god! Here's some blighted tomatoes and some fucking moldy Velveeta. Great. That'll be sixty bucks a week. Oh man. Um, Whatever the fuck it was. I can't even remember what it was called, but I signed up for it on a day when I was feeling, you know, like I should actively be involved more in my own self-care. I was like, I'm going to get this, you know, and I'm going to do great. I'm going to cook and I'm going to set the table and I'm going to eat. And of course, I did none of these things. It showed up three weeks in a row. The first week I got through the box and then the second week, like Memorial Day happened. And so I got two boxes in one week, strangely. So I had just like so much food and I lived by myself. Yeah. And uh, wait, what'd you say? Oh, like, cause the mail service. Yeah. You know, yeah, or, yeah. However it happened, like I got one box on a Tuesday and another on a Thursday or Friday and it was just like, fuck. And it was too much to make. It was too much to make by far. And also I had like out of town visitors and I was out of town for a whole day. And then anyway, so I didn't get to some of it in time. I managed to freeze some of it. And then uh, there was one, like a night that I finally got to two of them. And then the third one from the first box was this chicken dish and I was like it's been too long I shouldn't it's eat it it's been <laughs> too long <laughs> it's been yeah and um but you know I can't be throwing away food no you yeah not cool on any level nope definitely not okay to throw away meat that's something you know that's, oh because you a, didn't cook it and now it's like it's still dead yeah into it's the a trash creature with you yep that's not okay. My father would not be happy with any kind of waste, and uh, got to honor that. And um, 
so I like cooked when I opened it up I was like okay now Mm. I washed it off and I patted it dry and I cooked the fuck out of it and I had it the next day for lunch yep I still waited another fucking day (laughs) that's the funniest part (laughs) that's hilarious that's really funny I aged it one more day It was so good. Real good and fermented. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I ate it. Um, I was at a, a job, like, at, not a, I was not at home. I opened it up in an office, and it smelled like um, a jockstrap. Yeah. And I ate a bite of it, and then was just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I ate, like, the, you know, the veggies that came with it, and those were fine. And then I just did, oh, like a couple hours later, I was like, oh, I just had that like, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is bad. And uh, yeah, I was pretty sick, pretty sick. Um, brought the chicken home, fed it to my dog. God damn it. <laughs> you still can't throw it away. That's insane. That's insane. You're like, oh, away. no, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. Like, and um, yeah. <laughs> Archie, uh, that evening, I took him for his evening walk, and he pooped five times. Ooh, that's a lot. And the last one was just like, I was like, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yep. What did you do to me? I was like, sorry, man. So um, to make it up to him, I made cupcakes for his birthday. Oh, my gosh. Fucking perfect. Yeah. Because that was so goddamn fun. Happy birthday, Archie. Uh, How old's your dog? Archie is five. Five years old. Yeah. He looks five. He's... He's cool. That was such a fun, um, uh, what did you call it for, for, uh, I thought I was being really original when I was like, it's his bark day. And then (laughs) I like looked up the hashtag and was like, oh Jesus, of course it's totally a thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Like Lisa and you both had dogs celebrating birthdays. So you gathered everyone together for a picnic in the park, tons of dogs, great snacks. Amazing. Bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bubbles. And bubbles. bubbles and you made cupcakes for all the dogs i made dog cupcakes yep they were um the most successful recipe that i've executed in some time what's the recipe uh pumpkin applesauce almond butter flour and baking soda uh topped with ground beef sprinkles and wait then... so that's the cake yeah the cake is just those five things applesauce almond butter flour baking powder baking soda baking soda and pumpkin puree delicious yeah. Sounds great. No, no, like nothing was sweetened. There's so this unsweetened okay. applesauce and like you know just oh. pum- pure pumpkin puree with nothing in it. So you're just getting like ingredients. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything else. It's like you're not trying to flavor. You're just trying to give them like the thing that's best for their little bodies. Mm-hmm. And then ground beef sprinkles on top, mm-hmm. and then frosted on top of that once that was all baked with Wait, a mixture. Hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, uh-huh. are you cooking the ground beef before you put it in, or does the ground beef cook? It's like raw and then it cooks with the cake when you put it in the oven? You could probably do that, but I ended up cooking it and then putting it on top because um, I was going to initially like put it on, on top of the frosting, but then I thought it should be sandwiched between the cupcake and the frosting. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I cooked it and then it was on top of the Oh, just like a little batter. bit, like ground beef and a little bit of oil mm-hmm. and you just sprinkle it on top. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay, and then the icing. And then the icing was just uh, Greek yogurt and almond butter, and then I topped it with a little dog bone treat. It was a huge hit. They All the dogs loved them. Yeah. They were so excited. It was great. It was. They all ate the paper. They were oh. all licking like the that little cakey stuff that stays behind on the wax. You know, that part fun. of the cupcake. They were into it. 
Every dog, I brought the, all the cupcakes were eaten, and I got a text from uh, our friend Morgan, who took one home to her uh, friend's dog, mm-hmm. and she texted me a picture of that dog after eating, eating the cupcake, and she was like, you know, it was very sweet. All so. smiles. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I low-key, it was real fun when everyone fed their dog a cupcake, and then they looked around and definitely licked their finger, because they were like peeling the wrapper off, and they were like, okay, yeah, I'm going to try it. And everyone tried it, and it was great. It tasted fine. Human grade. Yeah. You know, not sweet. No. But I would, if I was a bodybuilder, I would eat that for some protein and a little bit of whatever, whatever. I'll make you a batch. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to, <laughs> but you should sell it at a farmer's market for five bucks a pop. New revenue stream. Yeah. For sure. Pup up market. I need work. Come on. Come on. And we just call it a pup up. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Pu- a pup up. Is that what you said? Yeah. Like a pup up? Yeah. Instead of a pop up? Yeah. It's a pup up market? It's a pup up market. It's fucking brilliant. We'll have, we'll all have a potty. Oh, fuck. I mean, there's the apron in front of the table. And it's Archie in a birthday hat. Oh, he doesn't like hats. You mean you mean to tell me dogs don't like wearing clothes? Dogs are not really <laughs> into wearing hats, it turns out. Oh, surprise, surprise. That, yeah. tell, tell that to a wolf. Like, come on. Come on, just this tiny hat? It's so cute <laughs> on sure? you. You don't like Michael Jordan jerseys? What? He's one of the greatest. Put it on. Support my team. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was very cute, though. Yeah, it was pretty great. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a successful time. Yeah, that was good. Thank yeah. you for coming. Absolutely. It was a nice turnout. I used to work at a farmer's market when I first moved to L.A. selling truffle salt for a company called Heps and got to meet Alex Gornishelli. She bought a bunch from me, and it was really cool, and I geeked out, and I was like, oh, farmer's markets are the jam. And then the best part of it was I would take a bunch of salt that my fucking uh, boss didn't know about and uh, I would trade it for my groceries for the week, you know? So I would give like somebody like truffle salt for like a loaf of bread. I would give somebody else this like pink Himalayan salt for a shitload of vegetables and produce that didn't sell and they weren't gonna sell. Like they didn't, we didn't give each other the, the gold, but we gave each other the silver that was gonna die anyway. And it was the fucking best. It was such a great little community every Sunday to be a part of. What a good way to live, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So your pop-up could, you know. Crush. You could crush. And then you'll also have fresh groceries that won't poison you. And I'd make new friends. Yeah, on top of that, you will make some new friends. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll do it. It'd be pretty good. All you need is a a tent and a table. Yeah, thank you. That's a good idea. Would you um, come by and like hang out at the booth? I'd work it for you if you want. Cool. I'd keep you company. All right. Yeah. That sounds fun, like drinking some like good coffee on a Sunday morning and people come by with their dogs and you get to like sell them overpriced cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. And they want to pay for them because it's a Sunday. It's fun. Fuck it. Yeah. Five bucks. Exactly. For your dog? It's nothing. It isn't. Yeah. It's like buying your dog flowers. Have you done that? I've never, no, but like I buy myself flowers sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I like getting flowers, you know, and they're like cut flowers are an extravagance, like, you know. It's not something that I should spend money on, but it feels good sometimes to just like have some beautiful cut flowers in your house. It does. You know? I, I, I might get a plant. This mm-hmm. is some breaking news. Ooh. Is everyone here sitting down listening to this? Wow. I might get a plant. It's, it's feeling like it's time to have something alive in here besides me. Yeah. Totally. That's a good, what, what kind of plant are you going to get? Um, hmm, cactus. No, oh. I don't know. <laughs> you have southern exposure here, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's south. I don't know. One of, I want one of those plants that cleans your air for you. That's all plants. Give me a tree. <laughs> Give me an Ooh, oak. You could get like a lemon tree in a, in a bucket. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that feels weird. I would feel like I was keeping it in a zoo. Oh, like having a bird in a cage? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, lemon tree, exactly. That would feel like a bird in a cage. Mm. You want a house plant? Yeah. I okay. want one that like, it, like, like hamsters aren't, you know, living in the woods and doing well. I mean, I Are don't they? know. I don't know. I've never seen one in the wild. No, they're all in Syria. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Remember? No. We talked about this. We did? I was like, all domestic hamsters are descended from one breeding pair that was brought back from Syria in like 1926. Oh. When we talked about um, caveman sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think in that episode, maybe. Okay. Anyway. I must have been, I must have forgotten because of the caveman sex. Well, we were also, hamsters. yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot going on. <laughs> We've done a lot since then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but cool. no, you don't see them in the wild. Yeah. I Yeah, I think a houseplant. Yeah. Something something that'll hang in the sun and be happy. Like a ficus? Sure. Any of it. Hmm. I was given a plant uh, two days ago. Really? Yep. A little spider plant by my downstairs neighbor, Robert, who just spends all day like making the, the entire back carport like a magical garden. It is like Jumanji where you live. It's crazy. It, yeah. That's all he does. So much green. And it's all so healthy. Mm-hmm. And he has like night blooming jasmine that I smell coming in through my windows. And he's like, take all the tomatoes you want. It's really nice. And he like, occasionally I'll come home and he'll be like, I made paella. Like the other night, he was just like sitting outside and he had a big thing Tomato, of paella. you can't have any, bitch. Like, <laughs> is that what he says? <laughs> and slams his door. Oh my God. No, he really wanted to give me paella, but I just had the chicken experience and mm. I just couldn't face eating something else that I didn't really know about so yeah. I didn't have any I felt bad because I could tell it like hurt his feelings a little bit sure but he um gave me a spider plant and I have it like hanging out in my bathroom cool it is cool nice yeah. all right yeah I think it's gonna happen do you need to buy your own plant or can someone give it to you okay like if I got you a plant no, no. I don't want that okay. I don't want a gift all right, I'm I want to pick it Jesus. out <laughs> yeah, why am I angry now? I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, mean to offend you by uh, maybe giving you something. Jesus. Boundary, 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 thoughtfulness. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> like I'm wearing, like wearing Captain America's shield, and anyone who's like, here's a little bit of graciousness, and I'm like, pew, fucking block it. Well, no, the reason I asked was because you just said you want one, and it sounds like it's a choice that you want to make, like what you have in your space. And like I gave my dad a dog once, mm -hmm. big mistake. Right. Don't give people things that they like. They really need to make those choices for themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's like when I told you I was going to get my friend a uh, a TV and DVD player mm -hmm. for his birthday, mm -hmm. but then I was like, oh no, that's just a cable bill. Like yeah. I'm like after at the end of the day, he's always like, I want a TV, I want this, and it's like, well, here's a cable bill. Like, yeah. No. That's like you think it's thoughtful, but then. And if you follow it all the way to the end, it's actually not thoughtful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So here's what I want. But me giving you a plant is actually just I mean, just me trying to be nice. It is really nice of you. And I will say thank you. But here's what happened recently at Whole Foods. Again, I hope everyone is sitting down. If you're not sitting down to listen to this breaking news, slam on your brakes no matter where you are in traffic. If you're not listen. sitting down and you're in a car, then Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a segue? Yeah. Pull over your segue. <laughs> Get off the skateboard. <laughs> Standing if in your car. If you're not sitting down, you definitely shouldn't slam on your fucking brakes. You fly out that damn sunroof. <laughs> Backflip into the sunroof in front of you. Oh my God, I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not sitting down, please stay standing up if you're in traffic. We only want the best for you, please. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I 
<laughs> the, the dumbest disclaimer that sounds actually necessary at this point. <laughs> if you're not down, slam on your brain. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> In the wheezy dog. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Nelly. Okay. All right. What okay. happened to Whole Foods? <laughs> Who cares? I care. I, yeah. I need the story. So because I've been like shopping once a day for my meals, I was really in the mood for a pork chop. And my what I was going to do at night when I got back from doing comedy was make take the pork chop, you know, season it up. Uh, butter based in a cast iron with some, you know, butter, a little bit of thyme, some garlic cloves, just like the simplest preparation in the world. But I hate, I hate herbs. They just sit in plastic in my fridge until they die because I get thyme and it's not fucking Thanksgiving. So all I have is thyme sitting in my fridge until I throw it away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Can you relate to this? Fucking marjoram. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What are you talking about? I might get through mint or basil. If I have basil left over, you can do like make a pesto, but nobody's like making like a marjoram yeah. anything. Has anyone ever in their life like opened the fridge? Any of our friends, because I know people who do because of like whatever their culture is, but it's like, yeah, they open it. It's like, there's no more marjoram? <laughs> I had all the, I had plans today. Where's it all? Yeah. We had two pounds. I, yeah, exactly. I had a full bag of tarragon in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. No. 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 Nobody wants that. Exactly. I wish all herbs were sold loose. So what I did at Whole Foods, I was like, hey, yo, uh, to one of the guys in produce, I was like, yo, um, do you sell this thyme in just loose, like by the pound? I only need like three sprigs. I'm just making a pork chop in a pan. And he was like, that's it? And I go, yeah. And he just pops it open. He's like, take as much as you want. And I go, really? He's like, yeah. I, he's like, you're going to throw it away. Otherwise, that's why you're asking, right? I was like, yeah, exactly. I am going to. And he's like, just take it and I'll close it back up. And I literally took like five sprigs, which is all I needed for a pork chop. Mm-hmm. He closed it up and he's like, there you go. And done and done. And I just threw it in my bag and end of fucking story. The point is, is it was like, <clears throat> he was like, yeah, we both know what that this is, is going to go to waste. That's really cool. It was that cool. Guy. So what I want to do is, yes, I want plants, but really, you know, I use a lot of cilantro. I use a little bit of parsley and I use a lot of dill. I love dill. So I've got this little thing on my balcony outside my apartment that I share with my neighbor. She has a bunch of beautiful plants up there. So I'm like, I want one plant in here and then maybe like grow my top three herbs that I use all the time. So I can just pick a couple leaves, Mm -hmm. call it a day. Perfect. Yeah. I love that idea. That's my goal. You can get yourself a little chive and dill and I don't know about, I've never seen cilantro in an herb garden. I don't know how that grows, but. I don't either. Um, And, and, you know, I would grow like, uh, like a big old pot plant but i'm just not going to yeah yeah but yeah a couple herbs like i guess i would do dill and chive uh you know i want to say i would do basil but i don't think i would i don't think i use it enough yeah basil also is like goes wild it's kind of really yeah like once you grow you have you almost always have too much yep my friend kyle it wrapped around his ankle and dragged him out of bed (laughs) i remember that it's like the ruins Mm -hmm. it was oh wait have you have you seen my friend kyle's movie that documentary the ruins is under is under his skin Uh basil yeah 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 that doc was crazy it's so crazy Mm -hmm. yep okay okay Okay. Because <laughs> it was... Okay, let me get into it. It's still making me laugh, and that's why I know it's, like, a thing. Okay. 
I'm ready. <laughs> Lay it on me, Glazer. What the fuck, man? So when I was making us a drink to uh, have before we recorded, and I hit this bliss, <laughs> and I started thinking about like Midwestern drinks that I bet are a thing in St. Louis, and all <laughs> I could think about was like a margarita with a mayonnaise rim, <laughs> and now that's definitely a thing. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I would not be opposed to a Bloody Mary with a fucking mayonnaise rim if that was then dipped in some like Old Bay. Oh, fuck. You know? Oh, fuck. That's legit. Doesn't that sound good with like a crab leg sticking out of it? Yeah. Damn. Oh, and you got like, you know, you got fries on the side. You got a fry Swipe in the Swipe them around the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Total, da- it is. It's ketchup down. and mayonnaise, right? Tomato, yep. Bloody Mary. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. That's got to be a thing. If it's not a thing, someone make it a thing and send us a picture of that thing. Yeah. Ooh, a Bloody Mary with a mayonnaise rim. Yeah. And Damn. Dipped in like some old, old base seasoning. Fuck yes. Or whatever the fuck it is. Like, the, you know, whatever that like Bloody Mary rim job stuff is. So much better than a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> margarita <laughs> man. Like, like you word. know what? In the middle, like you go to Applebee's and it's like margarita night, but that means like $6 pitchers that yeah. are half tequila, half sweet and sour mix. Ugh. You know, and they just bring you salt rims and you just make you just pour them all night so yeah. bad for you what's mayonnaise rims just that much sweet and sour mix yeah. it's not even the tequila that i'm worried about it's like <laughs> it the fucking sweet and sour mix is like toxic sludge yeah right my friend Roz came to town for cinco de mayo and we went and had um we went to olvera street which is here in la it was like the sort of like original sort of like open air street uh, celebrating like Latino culture and all sorts of like you know restaurants and all of that kind of stuff and it's now super touristy and I think in some ways it's like not that cool mm. but um, we went and wandered around and had uh, dinner at a place where the guy uh, our waiter was like do you want small medium or large when we ordered margaritas and we both said large and they came and they were and Roz was like oh no oh no oh no oh no <laughs> And I was like, what, what's up? And she was like, I, oh, no, 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 no. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. We look like fucking tourists. Because they came and they were both like fishbowl size. Yo. Like, like crazy. I'll post a picture of like mm-hmm. Roz holding it because Roz's head is like two thirds the size of her glass. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking embarrassing. It is a lot of sweet and sour mix. It was too much. Where like it's, you know, those extra large pixie sticks. They just like cut that in half, cut off the ends. And they're like, there's your straw. <laughs> fucking deal with this. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, those are brutal. What do you think about the margaritas where it's a, you get a margarita and then there's a mini Corona turned upside down. And, I have never it. seen that. You've never seen that? What? That's so fun. Is like that like the, a spring break thing? Yeah. It's like a Miami thing. Uh, like when I was in Miami, like it was all over. You sit outside and you just get a huge margarita with Coronas turned upside down inside. Oh, you know that because you were on like spring break. I did some spring breaks. Yeah, I bet Cancun, you did. Cancun, Daytona. Yeah. 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 All of them. They were so much fun. Fuck yes. I yeah. bet you had a blast. I really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sex on the beach. Beautiful time. Okay. So much fun. <laughs> cool. Yeah. The drink. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I just blushed a little. I think my face is a little like, I was like, okay, all right. We're good. It's yeah. Been, that, very personal. No, that you have on the beach while you fuck. Okay. <laughs> cool story. <laughs> <laughs> The Incredibles 2 is an amazing... I don't know. I haven't seen it. Are you going to see it? Fuck yes. Yeah? In the theater. Why? I, I mean, not why. I don't mean to attack, but I like. I love The Incredibles. They're so much fun. So why wouldn't I see The Incredibles 2? I guess what I'm saying is I'm sorry I said anything. 
<laughs> there it is. There it is. The things that I've given my money to in the theater lately are Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Still scared. Yep. Um, Ocean's Eight. Yeah, I have to give my money to it. You told me I do. Still excited about it. Why? Um, well, I wrote about it uh, in an article that I was really proud of uh, called Rihanna's Pot Smoking Character is the Best Thing in Ocean's 8. Fuck yeah. For high times. And uh, it was cool because, you know, going to see it, you know, I was asked, if it were like, you know, can you go see Ocean's 8 and just write about Rihanna? And I was like, yeah, sure. It seems, you know, like an easy assignment. And um, when I saw it in the theater, I was genuinely moved by seeing eight women on the fucking screen with, you know, a nod to the guys, of course, you know, there are some men in there, but they're definitely not important. And uh, most of the time it's just these women fucking crushing and Rihanna smoking fatties and like running the show. And, you know, I was a little choked up at the end of the film. And like, as the theater emptied out, I took a moment to sit there and compose myself and think about why. And it's because, you know, I was raised in in an age when, Sigourney Weaver was, you know, opening alien movies and, yeah. you know, in fucking Ghostbusters and like the, like Kathleen Turner was, you know, starring opposite Michael Douglas as an equal in Romancing the Stone. And that's what I was raised to believe the world would look like. And then it fucking slid back from that so hard to the point where, you know, white male critics were like, are women funny? Fuck you, Christopher Hitchens. You know, like. I didn't know that. Yeah. Can, you know, can women really be funny? Can women open a movie? Can women be interesting? Does anyone want to see a movie with women in it? And um, oh, just in the past 10 years, dead. it's been like, you know, bridesmaids. Everyone's like, oh, what a surprise. And like, right. women are fucking starved for stories where they see themselves on screen. And that movie in particular is a bunch of different women on screen from different backgrounds. And they're all fucking funny and they're all amazing in it. And it's, you know, Mindy Kaling and Aquafina and Rihanna and... Sarah Paulson and you know everyone is just fucking great and they're all sort of playing like some aspect of who they are as celebrities you know like Helena Bonham Carter plays kind of like a daffy British you know designer who's kind of like kind of lost her edge and it's just great to see them uh, like the filmmaker really allows them all to flex yeah Um, cool but Rihanna flex is so fucking hard and it's just hot it's hot and it's great and just give it your money go go see it in the theater and support that so yeah more Movies like that get made because dollars are, you know, what people listen to, studio execs. A hundred percent. It's so cool that you told me, like, you need to see this in the theater because it never occurs to me what that message is saying by going to support it and spending your money to go see it somewhere because I'm always like Netflix, iTunes, whatever. And that's, you know, it's missing the mark on some stuff. If you care about it, give it your money in the theater. And if you can, give it your money on opening weekend, which we did with Hereditary, which I'm so happy about because... Yeah, it was tremendous. A really amazing film from uh, what he seems like he's going to be an important new voice in in filmmaking, Mm -hmm. giving someone like Tony Collette the scope to just fucking unwind in a really exciting way. And spoiler alert, for the next 15 to 30 seconds, feel free to fast forward before I say this thing about Hereditary. Here's a spoiler alert. I love how much the dad was like such a minor fucking character mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Cause we okay. made fun of like so many aspects of that, you know, like I was pointing it out and how much it tickled me, but it, talking to talking about it from this point of view, it, he, he was, he was meaningless. Well, it's, it's, it's so cool that, uh, 
the director, I think his name's Ari, Ari, what is his name? Anyway, he cast uh, an incredible, Gabriel Byrne, who's yep. such a heavy hitting actor. Yeah. One of my favorite actors, Miller's Crossing is one of my all time favorite films. If you've never seen Miller's Crossing, fucking check it out. It's the Coen Brothers. Absolutely, I have. So good. Uh, Barry Levinstein said, oh, this is a film about men in hats. And it is. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe it's Levinson. Oh, Danny anyway. boy. Every time I hear that oh. song, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But Gabriel Byrne is, you know, an incredible actor, an incredible heavyweight actor, gorgeously nuanced and all that kind of stuff. And he plays sort of like a cipher mm-hmm. in the film until he matters. And then all of a sudden he matters in a way that you couldn't have cast like an, a, a, an actor who didn't handle the weight of it in that role. Because, I don't know, it was yep, very, very, 100%. very well handled, beautifully done. The casting of that movie was fucking so good the whole my arm hair literally my arm hair barometer goes up all week every single time i talk about that movie my arm hair yeah goes up because she's tremendous the movie's tremendous that's another one okay go see that Mm -hmm. go see oceans eight go see hereditary i'm not that they need the money but i'm gonna go see incredibles too hell yes you should yep everyone should yep all right i don't know why i said you should that sounded weird (laughs) because you're like you should you're going by yourself fuck you can't make it when is it <laughs> you're not invited <laughs> do you have anything to plug this week anything to shout out shout out uh nope i don't think so i'm excited about some of the writing that i'm doing right now i've got some cool stories in the works yeah um they'll be out in a couple of different places coming up pretty soon but um nothing's dropping just yet so i don't know i'll i'll put links on everything when when they happen of course um i'm writing a story about ketamine treating depression that's exciting that's awesome yeah yeah so, i'll be really some... interested to read that and learn more from you yeah i'm excited to learn about it and then write about it because i'm you know just in the beginning stages of really investigating it but um yeah it's pretty it's pretty amazing so that's it for me nice what about you um for me i just want to say thank you everybody uh for enjoying and debating with me for my uh 20 taco bell items ranked after 10 joints article uh, the pictures were so much fun to take, so I just want to thank Joel Flora, and I just want to thank Puff for their pre-rolls, and I want to thank Taco Bell, um, a, just because, you know, without you, I couldn't have done the article. But more important than them, I want to thank everybody who read it, uh, liked the uh, High Times posts, liked my posts, liked the work. It was so much fucking fun debating whether Cinetwists or Cinnabon Delights are better on every platform and it was so fucking close it was like 50 50 cine twist to cinnabunda lights across the board and then savannah shows up and she just starts flexing on everybody under the like wing of cinnabunda lights and boy oh boy she changed the tide very quickly in delight's favor and i gotta respect the hustle yeah yeah i mean it was it was amazing to watch and if you haven't read it or checked it out you should definitely head over to high times dot com and read the story because the story is awesome the ra- the ranking and rating is wonderful your writing is fantastic and very funny oh thanks and the pictures are fucking sexy word sorry okay no that feels amazing to hear thank you they're sexy cool like you look great the the whole setup is the, the tacos look phenomenal the tacos are super sexy well there is this picture that it's just your hand holding three packets of sauce dripping hot sauce onto I, nachos like, to, uh, yeah some nachos and it's just so 
porny. Yeah, it's yeah, It's so yeah. porny. And I <laughs> fucking love food porn. I go down that rabbit hole all the time of just like looking at sexy pictures and watching videos of like, ah, yeah, yeah look fuck. at that thing. Absolutely. My Internet Explorer page is just a oil, uh, slippery. I don't know how else <laughs> to describe it. My phone slips out of my hand because there's so oh, much oh, food. It's a sexy story. Um, I want to see you do way more of them and like, like to. rank things and write about food in that way where, you know, you're like combining weed and food, N- not just for this podcast, but just out in the world. I yeah. think people are interested in it and you should do it more. And um, I mean, it's easy to do if you're really high and you love it. So yeah. I love doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. It's weed and grab, man. Yo. That's um, it. Yeah, that's it for me. Thank you for the support, everybody, and thank you for playing along. And even if you did pick Cinnabon Delights, we're still friends. Really? I'm, you like fight with me over fucking random bullshit and be like, you know, we're d- d- enemies now, and uh-huh. you're gonna reach out that olive branch to people. Who... I'm running for Congress. Okay, pluck. I'm everyone's pal. Oh. I'm I'm squeezing palms and kissing babies these days. Cool. <laughs> I don't Fuck you if you pick Cinnabon Delights. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> that felt more honest and true. Wow. That was almost like I was possessed by a kind ghost and it finally got rid of it. I got rid of it so I could be myself. Yeah, it made me so uncomfortable for yeah. a second. What was happening? I was possessed by a Boy Scout. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. All right. All right. Um, thank you. Oh yeah. Like subscribe, please leave a review, tell a friend, do all the things people are, people are, I don't know. It's, I get so excited when I see that people are tuning in. I looked at, uh, where people are listening from too. And I was like, you know, Emily in Norway and friends in Australia and yeah. friends in Italy and friends in Hungary and friends in Sri Lanka and friends in Canada and the UK. And I was, it just blows my mind that like, we've got awesome folks tuning in from around the, you know, around the globe. And like, it feels like, uh, I don't know, we're starting like to get to know some people from different places that I want to know what you guys eat and smoke. Please let us know. Like if you're in anywhere that's not Southern California, like what are you smoking and what are you eating? Yes, please tell us. Let's talk. Isn't that so fun to talk to people from all over and just have a con- like to I be pen it. pals? That's why chat roulette was a thing, you know, whenever that was yeah. a million uh, years pre-dick. ago. Pre-dick. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> like people just want to connect with other people around the world. And I, I want to know what you smoked and ate. God damn it. That's beautiful. I, can we end on that? Yeah. That was so nice. That it was why we're doing this. Cool. Right? Yes. To, con- to connect. Bye. Bye.